Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Well, welcome back. I'm your host, Liz Edwards, and today I am with Dr. Travis Kane. We are in our Mount Juliet location, and today we're talking about pets. We all have them. We all love them. Most of us are allergic to them. Um, How many pets do you have at home? Uh, You really don't want to know. We just unfortunately lost our our puppy of 11 years. Oh, no. Um, So she was the family baby. Yes. uh, A Labradoodle, and we will talk about that breed and some of the Mm -hmm. misconceptions about the oodle noodle doodles, Mm -hmm. hopefully here in a second. (laughs) Um, My wife and I have been lucky enough to inherit some cats from family members, uh, and so we have nine Cats, don't hold that against me. Uh, they're all really good kitties. And my wife is an avid uh, animal lover. And so we also have six chickens and we have an order of nine more coming uh, this summer. So, Well, I mean, with the price of eggs right now. Golden. There you are. That's your <laughs> retirement plan right there. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people that I talk to about, you know, allergy testing... Like they might know they're allergic, but they just don't want to know. And I think it's important for us to let people know that if you test positive for dogs or cats, we don't ask people to give up their pets. No, in 20 plus years of practice, I have asked two families to remove an animal from the home. Mm -hmm. And it was usually that both circumstances involved a child with a new animal and both times the asthma event that occurred with exposure to that animal ended up in the ER. So it's not like, oh, my kitty makes my eyes itch. Mm-hmm. Um, as I tell every patient I see, my wife would get rid of me before she would get rid of an animal from our home. So <laughs> uh, it's it's not it's not a routine statement for us to make right. that recommendation. It's got to be really significant. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we test people and they're like, oh, I have a dog. How can I be allergic to dog? I, I have cats. How how do I? I'm not allergic to cats. The problem is, is with allergen exposure, you get tolerance to your own animal. So when you have a dog in your home, you can build tolerance to that dog over time. But then like, like one of the studies that has been shown in, in case reports where a kid goes off to college mm-hmm. and they, you know, they've, they've lived with their dog for eight years and then they come home after being gone for two or three months and their dog bothers them again. Mm-hmm. You build tolerance to your animal with time. Yeah. So what I tell most people is you test positive for cat or dog, your animal's fine usually, unless you get a new puppy or a new kitten. There may be a transition period. Uh, we go to a cousin's house or a friend's house and spend the night, and they've got two dogs at their home. Right. Um, there may be challenges with those animals that you're not used to, but no, not, not your own animal majority of the time. And our immunotherapy is so specific for the patient. Talk about that, that if, if, if you had to be desensitized to cat or dog, we can mix it up specifically to a particular patient's allergy. Absolutely. And, and that's the same with all of our allergens. You know, you know if somebody mm-hmm. tests positive for grass and, and, and not weed, we don't put weed in there. Mm-hmm. We test, we put in things that you test positive for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you test positive for cat and dog, we will make it to where animal exposure is much less uh, a problem for you. Uh, even going to that cousin or family member or friend's house, um, new puppies, new kittens, you will become less reactive. 
there's there's multiple cat allergens and multiple dog allergens in our serum we put all of those in there but in your animal they only express a very specific quantity of of a particular allergen or two so they have their sort of their dna profile mm-hmm. that another cat or another dog is different from and so but when you get allergy injections we now know for instance that dog saliva and dog skin and epithelials are two different types of allergens. And we now put both of those in our serum for our patients that test positive for those, which really helps the outcomes for dog immunotherapy. Cat is still just epithelials, one one thing, but patients who do allergy injections for cat and dog who are sensitive to those say, I can manage being around those animals much, much better now. Let's talk about doodles. Uh, You have one, I had one, I have Maltese that don't shed and they are right now free to a good home for whoever (laughs) wants them because they're driving me crazy. But there's that idea that, oh, I'm gonna get a dog that doesn't shed so it'll be hypoallergenic. We hear, we hear that a lot. Yeah. And, and breeders really promote that. And, and what I tell everybody is a dog that doesn't shed is better than a dog that does shed in those patients that are sensitive. Mm-hmm. If you have a Labrador and they put 10,000 hairs out a day mm-hmm. where they sit, that's worse than somebody who has a Labradoodle that doesn't shed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the notion that they're hypoallergenic gives people a false sense of security that they won't be allergic to those. And just like I was saying earlier, dog saliva, which Labradoodles make, is potentially allergenic. So it's not just the hair, it's sweat that comes on the hair shaft. So when they when they shed, it's it's the skin and the sweat glands that coat the hair that that then spread the allergen, but their saliva is is also allergenic. Cats shed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they bathe themselves a lot more than dogs. So that's why for some people, cats are worse because every inch of their body has been licked on right, on right. a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, with the flagpole up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I can't stand the and, licking sound. I literally, like, I yell no licking to all of my dogs constantly. But it, I, that is what I would be allergic to, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so... There are no such thing as non-allergenic animals at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying in the future, but just right now. But I will tell people all the time, if if you have dog allergy, you're sensitive to dog, a doodle, oodle, uh, Bichon, whatever, that, that don't shed are better options. But you better have a, a way of sort of saying a test run uh, for that animal just mm-hmm. to make sure. Yes. And so, and there's going to be a time period where it's a transition. I'm a little sensitive. And then over time, you'll become less reactive to your own animal. This is all good stuff. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.